godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. For the godly ocean of appetites. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Commuters Communion, your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. Our goal is to help you to stay spiritually fed through your communion with Christ, even if you got to stop by the drive-thru. My name is Terrence Moore at Rhythm and Redemption on Instagram, and I'll be your host for today. You know, I was thinking about uh, an old mentality I used to have growing up, um, and I think it's something that y'all might be able to relate to. Um, it's funny I feel like something that shifted in my thinking is like when I was growing up when I was younger I used to really 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 idealize being rich right like when I make it um, it's gonna look like a lot of things but it's definitely gonna look like a lot of money um, and it's funny I feel like as I matured and as I you know just got to know more of the world it became less about being rich and more so about like being comfortable being able to provide being able to be stable being able to mature being able to be a whole person and so i think there was an evolution in my thinking some maturity to where like it wasn't about just having all of this stuff and money or whatever but it became about it became more holistic and it became about not having just an out of control excessive amount of money but having enough to where i could be comfortable where i can provide for my future family to where there isn't an extreme lack of need and stuff like that And what that made me think about is just how much, like how easy it is to make excess or more the goal, the ideal, as opposed to a more holistic view that is grounded in so much more that really births stability. Um, So with that idea, that's part of what we're talking about today. The title of today's episode is The Manipulation of More. And, you know, just as I was thinking about those things, I really wonder how much in general, how much we set ourselves up for failure by placing our livelihood, our hope and our joy in the expectations of more instead of this concept of fullness. So to break that down a little bit, fullness is about the right amount of stuff and the right stuff and the right perspectives on it. Right. And having a a feeling of. Yeah, like this is right, a feeling of peace, a feeling of impact, a feeling of fullness. More is simply that. It's an amount. It's a certain number. It's quantitative. It's not qualitative. You feel me? It's not about the quality. It's about the number. It's about excess. It's about accumulation. It's about the novelty of something, the brand, the image. If it's new, it's kind of vain when you think about it. Um, It reminded me of like this image I saw, and it was talking about like one and a half cup of vegetables compared to one and a half uh, cups of like meat or things like that and it was saying you can still have the same amount of something but vegetables are going to leave you like more nourished I think or more have more nutrients or leave you more full than like that same amount of meat which is going to once you process it is going to leave you not as full um, and again I don't know if that's true or not I feel like it don't feel true. I can eat a whole plate of vegetables and I'm be hungry about an hour. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, don't let me get sidetracked. But it got me thinking about just that. Like, how often do we treat this kind of uh, thing of like, oh, if we have more and more, that's what's really going to leave us full. So continuing with the food metaphor, like, am I going to feel fullness or satisfaction by just eating everything that's there and eating whatever's on the table or eating whatever I found in fast food or junk food? are is their value in the right type of things and so going back to my definition fullness is about the right type of stuff and the right perspectives on those 
like how is fullness yeah how is fullness often substituted for more and the manipulation of more and access um, and when I think about life I feel like what we all really want is fullness the sense of satisfaction from the right stuff and the right perspectives on it and so bringing that into my main point for today the main point is the excess of more can't give you the satisfaction of fullness you know one thing that I'm saying about it is that like there's this potential to be manipulated by the prospect of more as opposed to the satisfaction of fullness and if we don't actively fight against that there's this um, yeah there's this real possibility that we'll be chasing something chasing more chasing excess chasing a number um, and if and when we're, we don't get it we still won't feel fullness we still won't feel satisfaction and so Let's go to the text for this. Um, this is one of my favorite passages. Proverbs 30. Uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 through 9. This is probably my favorite proverb, for real. Actually, it's my second favorite. But anyway, Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. It's this um, text called the Wise Prayer of Agar. And you'll, you know, Proverbs in general is the wisdom, part of the wisdom literature. And you'll see just the wisdom displayed in this. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. Amen. So we see in this passage, we see almost this mastery of this concept of, of uh fullness and really just this denial of this this cultural wave of just more in excess we see agar being like all right lord don't put me on either extremes god don't let me be too full where i'm like who was god like i'm too prideful i'm full of myself and i and i you know say who is the lord but don't let me be poor to where i want to resort to my own metrics and i steal and i profane your name and i deny you glory being somebody that's tied to you i don't want to do that like that's the essence of wisdom um, and that's why I've always, and it's so much humility. I think that's why I always loved um, this passenger, why it sticks out to me so much. So with that, I think there are a few different things that I want to point out. Let me look into this passage a little bit and point out a few different things that happen when you build a, a lifestyle that's based on the pursuit of fullness and the satisfaction of fullness instead of the vain pursuit of more and, the, and excess. So let me point a few things out. And as I do so, they're going to be built kind of on this uh, premise of this fact. The fact that God doesn't owe us anything. And he's already given us way more than we ever deserve. Um, so keep that there in the backdrop as I go into these few things that happen as you build a lifestyle built on the pursuit of fullness. Um, as you do that, the first thing that, that happens is that you breed humility. So a pursuit of fullness breeds humility. And so as we can see in this passage, this whole passage, this whole prayer of Agar, Proverbs 30, is built on humility. And as it's built on humility, he starts in a humble place. He breeds more humility in his request. You know what I'm saying? So just look at the verbs. Two things I ask of you. Lord, do not deny these things to me before I die. Like, I know I die. I'm going to die one day, but please don't deny me these things. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. So, Lord, they're already close to me, but remove it from me. Lord, give me neither poverty nor riches and 
feed me with the food that is needful for me. Like, Lord, I don't want to be on either extreme, God. I understand you have it, the ability to do whatever, but give me just enough. Let me be what is like, let me have what is needed. And Lord, last thing, do not let me deny you or profane your name. Like his whole prayer is characterized by humility. That's the starting point. And as he's praying, everything that he wants is going to lead to more humility. And it's because he understands that he's not going to get satisfaction from um, asking for more. He's going to get satisfaction from being humbly at the feet of God and found in good graces and in good pleasure of him. Not profaning his name, not denying God, um, not finding himself above God. And as we pursue fullness and as we pursue it. Or pursue anything in our life we want to be in that same place of humility are the things that we're pursuing based in humility and are they going to breed more humility are they going to bring god glory are they going to make him look good are they going to help us to um not make earth our everything and so that's the first thing that happens uh the second thing that happens um is that as you pursue a lifestyle based on fullness and satisfaction instead of excess you drive a god-sized joy a God-sized joy. And so let me put you in this situation. Could you imagine getting to heaven and basically your home being like this small closet-sized mansion? So, you know what I'm saying? You know we're supposed to have a, a mansion full of many rooms and street fairs of gold and all that stuff. You feel me? Like MTV Cribs, Heaven Edition. Like it's supposed to be legit. But what if you got there and God was like, yeah, that's all we got space for, player. Here's the thing. That's often what we do to God in our hearts. We say that God is our everything and that we love him. God is like, wait a minute. Like you say this, you say I'm your everything. But look at how little joy you actually get from the thoughts of me. Look how little joy you actually get from the thoughts of my sacrifice, my promises to you. Are you sure that I am your everything when the joy that I actually extract from your life when you think about me is not the size of everything? We get from this closet-sized space in our hearts. And so what I want and what what I want, at least personally, is for God not to have a closet-sized space in my heart, but I want him to have the whole entire real estate. You feel me? I want him to have the block, the city, everything. Like, I want the joy that I get from him to outlast and outdo the joy I get from any other thing. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I can imagine getting the biggest circumstantial blessing from God, whether my heart's desire is millions of dollars, maybe my biggest heart's desire is marriage, maybe my biggest heart's desire is from some for some personal suffering to end or some systemic suffering to end, if I can imagine getting those things and the joy I get from getting those things being bigger from that, the joy of the that I would get from the possession of being God's, then maybe it's time for me to reevaluate the space that I have for joy that comes specifically from him. And if that space is big enough. And so again, like thinking about crafting and, and, and building a lifestyle built on fullness and satisfaction, doing that requires that you have a joy that's driven by God and you have a joy that has, um, you have a joy that the space that you have for them is like the, uh, appropriate amount of size like the appropriate size that can actually house that do you actually have the capacity to host a a a god-sized joy and so the third thing that happens as you pursue a lifestyle built on on uh, fullness and satisfaction 
is that it, you deepen your reception of mercy. And so, again, going back to that thought I left y'all that I bookmarked for y'all. If you understand that God owes you nothing, then you realize how generous he's been in giving you what he has. If you understand that God owes you nothing, you see that it is crazy that he has wiped away all of our mess, all of our like all of our crap like that's nothing but mercy considering that he owes us nothing and when your realization of mercy is deepened then your sensitivity to showing it is heightened and that's fullness your disposition to seeking opportunities to show mercy is naturalized and that's fullness and you'll find great satisfaction in your everyday doings as your God-driven joy increases, as your humility grows, and as your reception of mercy is deepened. All of this will help to build a lifestyle of fullness and not just a vain yeah, pursuit of this concept of more. So with that said, I want to wrap things up and leave y'all with a couple of items in your to-go plate. Of course, you know by now, your to-go plate um, is a collection of thoughts and questions that can help you to develop out uh, some of the things we talked about in your time with God. Take this appetizer and make it into a meal. That's what this is about on your own time because God want to commune with you. So for today's to-go play, thinking about your prayers, are they more quantitative, absorbed in things like more of something and less of this? God, give me more of that. Are they more qualitative, absorbed in things and requests and aspects that would make you look more like Jesus or to enjoy Jesus more? Think about that. Develop that out. That should to go play for today. Um, I'm going to pray. Lord, I thank you so much, oh God, for being a God that was also absorbed in more, but only in the sense of giving us the most, only in the sense of giving up everything, only in the sense of being the most loving, the most gracious, the most generous father, oh God. Um, and there was no cost that was too great for you to do that, oh Lord. I pray that we can adopt the kingdom mindset that you had, oh Father, as you walked the earth. Dear Lord, I pray that we can adopt a kingdom mindset that is absorbed in having impact and, and being present, oh God, and then um, getting satisfaction and living a life that looks like you, oh Father, that, that is characterized by fullness, is characterized by perfect peace, is characterized, oh Lord, by not things, oh Lord, but by impact. Help us, oh God, help us to counter the culture that is not conducive to this and help us to be less greedy. Help us to understand, oh God, that you owe us nothing yet have given us everything from a, a place of great mercy. Oh, Lord, help us to do that in humility. Help us to do that from a place of joy. and Help us to do that from a place that receives deeply your mercy. God, thank you so much for your love, oh, Lord, and for not giving us over in defeat to the deception and the manipulation of more. We thank you, Lord. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, everybody. This has been another episode of Commuter's Communion your devotional appetizers for the godly on the go. I'm Terrence Moore, and until next time, stay fed.